0: All right, so we are the Smokin' Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. A, parenthood. a podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitude, attitudes.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 35 of the Smokin' Jays. We are here, we are back. We are all up in the crack. Um, I mean, I'm into
0: it to a degree, but let's not go there. This ain't that kind of show.
1: No, 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 no. There was a show like that and (laughs) not not. where are they now? So, so I I guess, I guess we'll, we'll just, we'll dive right in. Um, All right. Head first, let's do it. So, so we got some topics. We got some topics. Um, on the topic, we don't to, need to, to introduce
0: we- ourselves anymore, right? Like people kind of know who we're.
1: Just Jared Johnny G. We're here. We're the Smoking Jays. Like we're the consistent guys. Um, that's, that's Never. Um, but I I want to dive into the content because. Because we're old and we have bedtimes and all that. Yes. Um, Interesting how that works as you get older. So, I was watching through. Um, I don't have TikTok, so I watch all my TikTok videos on Instagram Reels like a grown-up.
0: <laughs> and
1: um, why are men always expected to be okay? Well, we're
0: gonna we're going that like dive it in like that okay
1: all right is that is that like sticking it too deep i can i we could ease it. i don't it. know if
0: you could ever stick it in too deep
1: well no comment um <clears throat> but
0: i like easing into it too so that's
1: all right so sure all right let's let's talk about the parental life something that that we can all kind of relate to um so did you have the, the daycare experience at all?
0: This could be an entire episode, but no, not only was I not, um, did, not only did I never take advantage of the daycare or rely on the daycare or whatever you want. I don't want to put a stigma to it. Um, but even as a kid, I did not. I didn't go to daycare. We were fortunate. My dad did well enough with this business where we could afford, you know, for my mom to stay home and and raise the four kids. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was a lot of fucking work. And I didn't realize how much work until I had four kids (laughs) of my own. And we're trying to do it with a, with an income and a half, but it's hard, man. If you don't have people helping you out, like we're fortunate we live upstairs. Um, It's like a two family. from from her, her parents. So Emily could go back to work part-time. It's only a couple of days a week, but it gets her out of the house. It's extra spending money um, kind of breaks things up a little bit, but I work, you know, 40 hour plus whatever week, even though I work from home, like I can't watch the kids at work. Um, So it's either I work and she stays home with the kids because my Mm -hmm. job provides more income. Or we both work and we need help. Now, when I was married, we toyed with the idea of daycare when Bella was born. Right. Because my ex-wife was a nurse and I was in the restaurant business and hours are crazy for both. Um, the cost of daycare at the time, this is 11 years ago, 10 years ago. It was somewhere up uh, upwards of... Almost a thousand dollars to twelve hundred dollars a month for one kid, minimum. Because if they're under fifteen months old, they have to have their own crib or own bed. They don't share mm-hmm. cribs. So whether you went for a day or you went for five days, it was the same price because they are reserving that bed or that crib. Um, so we were like looking at it, and at the time, I want to say we made comparable money. We made similar money, but. Eventually she wound up making more money. I mean, it was kind of like two-thirds or half of my income would have gone to daycare. Yes. And um, and you could speak to this because I know you utilize the daycare, you could speak mm-hmm. to a little better than me, but we decided not to go that route. Instead, she worked overnights and I was able to manipulate my schedule at the restaurant to counter her schedule. Um, unfortunately that was one of the key ingredients that led to the divorce because I was not, um, built to sustain that type of relationship and I did not know it, Mm. but we made really good money together. Um, but we never saw each other. We were both there. So there was always a parent home with the kids. Um, but we were very rarely there together parenting, um, but we didn't want to do the daycare thing because my mom worked in a daycare for, for a while. And she would tell me these stories about how people would drop their kids off at six in the morning and then not pick them up until six or seven at night. Yep. And then what you're taking your kid home, giving it a quick bath bite to eat maybe and put them off to sleep. Like you you miss everything. I didn't want right. the system raising my kid. Um, but I understand that not every parent and situation is like that there are a lot of people out there who I got to work, especially living in New Jersey. You need, dude. you need to bring in, you know, you know, you gotta be grossing at least six six figures um, to do it comfortably. And even then it's a struggle. Um, So I, there are, there is a place for daycare for sure. Um, But that's really tough because what if your kid's sick, you got to take time off work. Uh, you're paying for that daycare. Like there's, I don't know, I'd almost rather have, get a babysitter or have the grandparents watch the kid. You know, I don't know. It's
1: it's so, daycare stuff. So hold hold that point for later. But as far as the initial, so just as a comparison, I guess the, the term child care center
0: mm. is supposed to be- Is this a politically equi- correct thing now? Is this the, a, a 2023-
1: can't call it a daycare anymore it's got to be a child care center so according to care.com the average weekly child because i guess they break it down to weekly because if Mm. you put the monthly people would have an absolute fucking meltdown (laughs) um the average cost for two children in daycare in 2021 was 429 dollars a week now for, kid multiple, or for two kids, uh, that's for two children, which two I grand, actually, almost two grand a month, $1,716 per month. That's for some ahead. people that's yeah. For some people that's a mortgage. Yeah. Depending on where you're at. I mean, that's a
0: base uh, salary of about 40 grand You know, figure 40, about $40,000. Um, that's a paycheck. Yeah. Like two, two weeks worth of pay to have your kid in daycare
1: so so, on a bi weekly paycheck uh that is forty four thousand six hundred and sixteen dollars a year mm-hmm. yep. so and and these uh these rates are only up slightly from two thousand nineteen in two thousand nineteen um they and they did calculate this with um the national average sibling discount of 10% for a second child. Most places have some sort of sibling discount. Some places do not. Some places just say, well, you want to have two kids in here, you're going to pay double. Um, well,
0: especially if they have the beds, you know, if they're depending on their age, if they're under a certain uh, months or I think it was 15 months, oh, yes. the one I looked at. Um,
1: so I, I think at its highest when Uh, Michael was still like had just gone into daycare and James was also in there. I think we were at right at, or just slightly above $2,000 a month, which is, which at the time um, the house we were living in, it was an equivalent of a mortgage payment. So we hypothetically could have bought a house in a less expensive state and had a second home
0: mm-hmm. for
1: the same cost that we
0: were paying for daycare. So
1: it's just disgusting.
0: Right. Like, but, but at the same time, it's like, you can't afford to not work. Like to me, correct. Was, in my situation, it was like, dude, what you might as well stay home. Like you might as well just stay home with the kids. I'd rather eat the thousand dollars a month that we would make. you you're, you're, cause you're working to put your kid in daycare for an extra right. grand. So we cut things out, but then, you're struggling. We were renting at the time and we had cheap right. rent. But then you're struggling to make all your payments and make ends meet and you're picking up side jobs and delivering pizza at night. That's how I got by a lot of times. bartending part-time. Um that's not a way to live either. It's, it's not. You know,
1: what do you fucking do? And then on top of that, um what a lot of people are finding so you're paying your your monthly rate. Um and Hypothetically speaking, if you have two kids, you're paying an even higher monthly rate. And one of the most inevitable things about daycare is illness. Mm. Um, It always starts in one room, usually the youngest room in the facility um, and makes its way through. Although uh, that was where I learned the horror of the phrase or term uh, Coxsackie.
0: Yeah, or hand, foot, on. mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think to this day, somewhere it's either on his tongue or on the bottom of his foot. James has a scar still. Um, tongue from, or
0: bottom of the foot? Like, that's very. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, it's in one of those two
0: locations. <laughs> it's not like um, it's either his right hand or his left hand. No, it's the tongue or the bottom <laughs> of the
1: foot. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive it's the bottom of the foot, but I could be very wrong on that. Probably. Um, I'm sure I'll be informed how wrong I am. But uh, he has a scar from the hand, foot and mouth disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I first heard the term, I, I thought it was like a joke.
0: Yeah, same. I was just going to say joke.
1: I, I was like that. That's yeah. Okay. So what really what does he have? no, it's, it's Koksaki. I'm like, no, this is, there. there's definitely a hidden camera or something. Cause it's, that's too easy. Like you might as well just jump at me and say, that's what she said. Um, but no, it's, no, it's a thing. Um, so of course then the facility has to shut down for two days, three days. Um, oh, well, you know, Will decrease the they they give it they call it tuition, even though mm-hmm. I think tuition I think of like four year university and right. this is just babysitting. Um, although I I will give credit um, for James the instructor, well, the lady that he had for the one age group actually said, "Here's what you do: go to Walmart." buy a couple packs of the least expensive underwear you can buy. I will have him potty trained within a month. And we had to reinforce it at home, but basically, yeah, it was potty trained and they learned sign language, which I know we've discussed in the past. And Mm -hmm. um, they had a a very slight degree of foreign language, primarily Spanish. So Mm -hmm. But now Cox Hockey goes through. So now the facility is shut down for a couple of days um, or, you know, a round of the flu goes through and they have to shut it down and they have to clean everything and sanitize everything. Um, and this is obviously pre-COVID considering they're now 12 and approaching 10. Hmm. Um, this is very pre-COVID shut everything down sanitize everything clean it so now you're you're dealing with that or uh the the always favorite the famous your child's got a fever well what's his fever 100 i mean give them a fucking
0: uh you know 10 milliliters of fucking something and call it a day
1: oh they they can't issue tylenol I'm like, bullshit. Where do I sign? I authorize it. Yeah. Well, no, we can't do that. Why? Well, we're not trained for that. Huh? Wait.
0: So you've never taken... like to fucking measure 10 milliliters of Tylenol? Liquid you, Tylenol?
1: You've never taken day cold, night cold for yourself. You've never... You poured in a little cup and, here you go. Here you go. Nope. Can't do it. So now we're balancing taking days off which that starts fights because it's who's taking the who's day who's taking off. the day whose job's more important who has the day right and and now now that's yet another argument on top of an already stressed situation right so you're you're now cascading all of the the stress and anxieties or whatever other term on top of the fact that your child is sick, right. which anyone who has dealt with a small sick child knows Fox. that it's just it's the most miserable experience humanly possible, so fucking terrible. Um, so you're you're still spending your 17, 18, 1900 dollars a month. And your child is sick. I put finger quotes because. Quite frankly, I mean, how many times does a child get a fever and they're running a fever, but they're also running around the house?
0: Or how many Um, times does your child uh, start with a fever and then you give them a little bit of Tylenol and then they're fine or they're coughing or they threw up like the new rule, too. Well, I don't know if it's a new rule, but I don't remember it being a rule when, when we were kids, but I wasn't taking care of myself when I was. You know 10 so sure. um but like with with the kids now my kids if they throw up before school technically you can't send them correct we used to have to tell and like we take their temperature and if they had a fever they would stay home but if it was like 99.5 I mean kids are going to be a little bit higher they're going if it's a hundred I'm giving them Tylenol and, and they're They're probably fucking still going. And I know there's parents out there probably listening. They're like, well, you're an asshole. Well, maybe, but also can't afford to take off fucking, you know, all this time off of work because my kid's got a hundred fever, 103 throwing up puking. Yeah. All the, all the signs. Sure. Sure. But you know, how many times is there a little bug? Like Johnny was sick a few weeks ago. He threw up in the middle of the night and I know I had a feeling It was because of something, well, at least we thought it was because of something he ate the night before we ate really late. Um, It turned out to be a little 18-hour bug. It went around the whole house. Everybody got it, but he was asked to get it, and we just thought it was because he ate late because he has issues digesting late at night if he eats the wrong thing. So he threw up, and I thought it was because his stomach wasn't, you know, taking it in or whatever, digesting. He didn't even have a fever, but... We kept him home by 11 o'clock. He was fine. Fucking like you said, running around a house, doing whatever. I can't tell you how many times the kids have felt under the weather and we've had to keep them home um, because technically you can't send your kid to school with a fever, but like, okay. Totally okay when they're, <laughs> when they're fucking sneezing and coughing and, and, and blowing snot all over the place. That's okay. Oh, God. Like we went in for Johnny, had a, a, a thing, a holiday thing reading or whatever, I counted six kids out of the 15 or whatever in his class that were either coughing, sneezing, wiping their nose. And I'm watching them wipe their nose with their hands and, and then touching other things. I'm like, this is why the kids are always fucking sick. And, and this isn't a knock on the school. Like this, the classroom's clean, that the teachers do a great job of trying to keep on top of it. But like, Dude, you got six kids in one class that are sick right now in in school. They don't have a fever. They're running yep. around. They're perfectly, but they got the nose thing. They got the the cough, and all that's getting out there. You can't keep your kid home just because they have the sniffles and the cough. Like you can't, and and they advise you to. What am I going to do every time my kid fucking sniffles? Keep them home from school. They're only allowed fifteen absences, and I only get two weeks of paid vacation. So. <laughs> then what
1: it's ridiculous so that then circles me back to the um so all of that nonsense and all of that chaos and again you're you're still paying at the end of the day yeah or end of the month or whatever you want to view it as um that rags on the parents. It rags on the parents individually, the parents as a couple. Um, it puts a heavy air in the house. That then leads to my second question: of why are parents always supposed to be okay? And I have my take on it, but I would love to would love to hear your take on. Why are the parents just always supposed to be okay? I think
0: this is an opinion, right? But Mm -hmm. I think the parents are supposed to be okay because they have to show strength and they have to show grit. Um, They have to lead by, they got to be there for their kids. They got to put on a happy face for their kids Um, because if they're not, then it's weakness um, or, or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm going back to the men being okay, because I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot where um, women aren't okay, but there's a lot of other factors, right? Um, there's there's, uh, there's the stress, the, the body changes, the hormonal changes, um, potential postpartum depression. Like, there's an infinite amount of things that can affect um a mother you know at any stage of motherhood um and that's always accepted because well look at what happened look at what they went through look at what they're doing right it's a it's it's a tall order raising kids um and so naturally that's more accepted than i, I think than than the men having to deal with you know stuff um and so the men are expected to be okay because they are of course, um, if you're going to go by stereotypes, they're the breadwinners. They're the macho, got to, you know, got to press on. Okay. But what I think a lot of people overlook, especially now in today's society, a lot more men are in touch with their feelings or more sensitive or are playing the mom role um, or more domesticated doing more of those um, stereotypical motherly things at home, like the laundry, the dishes and cleaning and whatever, Um, but still are the man. So they're taking on more of these things, but still have to be the man and can't show the emotion. Um, Not okay for them to not be okay or not acceptable for them to not be okay. Um, And I don't buy into that. I also think that there's um, something to be said for and this happened with, with me. And I think there's a lot of men out there that probably won't admit this, um, but because it sounds childish, but when you're the center of attention as the husband or the boyfriend or the man, whatever partner, mm-hmm. and then the kid is born, all that attention is on the kid. And then your other half is exhausted, yep. right? And all the changes that they're going through. And, and we're just, we just have to understand. We have to understand things that we don't understand because n- nobody's prepared us for this as men. Um, so we, so we just have to accept it. But the truth of the matter is that most men are needy while they don't admit it as macho as they may be. They're needy and they rely on their women. I, I, I'll admit, admit women is the superior s- species. Men would be fucking up shit's Creek for the most part. I think without mm. women. Um there's a balance and an argument can be made both ways. So that's just my opinion. But um, I think there's a level of jealousy that comes in. I think there's a level of inferiority or if, whatever that fucking word is. It's too late for me to think about, it. but yeah. there's a level of that, you know, where it's, and it's childish, but I've said it, you know, like, Oh, what? You're too tired. Are you spent, you spent all day with the babies. I'm asking for five minutes. And that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say or ridiculous thing to feel or think but I think a lot of men feel that way and then they maybe feel neglected at some point, um, over time. And if they don't start getting the attention, I think that affects them in a negative way. And people overlook that people say, Oh, well suck it up, buttercup, you know, man up, you know, you gotta be okay. But there's a level of attention that I think a man needs in a relationship and it, it varies based on the relationships. Um, or, or the circumstance, but I think you go any period of time without getting that level of whatever you need. We've talked about it a long time ago, love languages, right? If you're not receiving love the way you need to anymore, or things have changed, um, that's, that's a hard transition, not just for the woman or the mom, but for the man and for the dad or the other partner or whatever. Yep. Um, So it sucks that I think men are expected to always be okay, but I, I, but bringing it back to your parent, like, why are the parents always supposed to be okay? Like I, it sucks um, when the parents are not okay and there's stress and there's no outlet and then you got kids in the house, right? At some point that's going to boil over. It happens with Emily and I. You know, we, we have arguments and then they like, she agitates me and then I say something agitates her and then she'll roll her eyes and that'll set me off. And then boom, boom, boom. Before, you know, we're fucking screaming at each other over, over God knows what we forgot at this point, but who's 10 feet away. The kids. Right. You know, but it's, it's not even because we're mad at each other, whatever's going on in the moment. It's because of all this having to be okay all the time and nowhere and no outlet. And if you don't get your date nights or your alone time or your solo time, if that's what you need, um, it tends to build up and build up and build up and boil over. Um, but we can't let it because you can't let the kids see it. And it's a struggle. That's hard. And, it, but I think that's why people are saying, you know, that's what parents have to be. Okay. You have to be okay, but you can't, You you can't live life like that. Like you, i i I personally think it's I don't think it's unhealthy to be not okay in front of in front of your kids I think it's it can be a lesson and when I have a moment or Emily and I have a moment together, and the kids are around we talk about it with them. It may not be that night, but we'll, hey listen, I know that that was uncharacteristic. I know that you heard us yelling, and it's not because we don't love each other, it's not because of this or that or. Sometimes grownups, this A, B, C, you know, you break it down, and I understand. Doesn't mean that it's all right, but there has to be an explanation for it. All right, yeah. but that there also should be a solution. Um, and, and communication maybe is the solution. I don't know.
1: True. Um, I, I I definitely agree that the parents being okay always ties back to the kids. It ties back to the kids having a positive environment. Uh Nothing good comes out of having just a house full of chaos, having a house full of anger or tension. Um, But also, I mean, there, there seems to be just a lot more in the world now. And I say just a lot more in the sense of, there's a lot more chaos. There's a lot more um, potential negative. There's a lot more, um, there's a lot more, vi- again, could be perceived because of news media, whatever, a lot more violence, a lot more danger, a lot more um, decisions, a lot more growing up too quickly. There's just a lot more across the board. So having the parents be okay or or always be the strong ones kind of gives your kids that knowledge of you're the place to go to when they're having to make a tough decision or when they're not feeling okay or when something happened that they maybe don't want to discuss but they know they should discuss it. Um, right. You know they they see us dealing with stresses from work or stresses at home or money or you know the car broke down or whatever the case, which I guess ties back to money. So they see all of this, and it it so well. I I guess I, I can't really go talk to mom or go talk to dad because you know they're dealing with that and right the last thing they want to do is then walk into that situation and drop the the flare in the gas can you know and okay now it's 10 times worse uh, i'll just i'll just suck it up and let it go um and i feel like that um that that kind of ties into um, ties into the rapid fire um, in a sense, because as I'm sitting here thinking about like scenarios where I need to make sure I'm okay so that the boys could come to us or come to me or whatever, I immediately go to a lot of the the stuff that you read now and a lot of the stuff that you hear now of, of young kids not being okay and not knowing where to go. And they unfortunately make the, the heavy choice of taking their own life. And it's like, shit, like, did they not go to their parents? And then you think of like, well, maybe they didn't know how, maybe they couldn't go to their parents.
0: You know, it's interesting that you say that
1: because um, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but
0: somehow or another, we had a conversation with the kids and one of the things they brought up, maybe Emily was having a conversation with the kids, I don't know, I'll have to ask her, but it was brought up, you know, like where the kids, we're very open with the kids, and the kids are very open with us. And like, I don't really ever yell at the kids, you know, unless they really piss me off or tell them to stop, and they don't listen. Tell them to stop a hundred more times, and they don't listen, and I freak out. But I do yell in general, mm-hmm. like whether it be at the fucking TV or whether it be because I'm pissed off that the house is a mess or because I'm pissed off something with work. Like, I raise my voice a lot. Um. And it's not, it's very rarely ever directed at the kids, but it's something that bothers them is that, you know, that I do that. Um, And I learned that sometimes it scares them. And I kind of took me by surprise. And I was, I got defensive about it at first because I was like, well, I'm not yelling at them. I'm not mad at them. And Emily's like, but you're yelling and you're creating that feeling where then they, they clam up and they don't know how to approach you. And so what you said there kind of struck a chord with me, because what if there are families like that, right, where it's not a bad dynamic, but the kid's just afraid to go to a parent or the parents because they don't know what version of those parents they are going to get in that moment. Yep. Like, I remember there were times when I was a kid where like, you know, my dad was, he worked hard. And not every day was a great day. I mean, he worked his hands to the bone, as they say, manual labor. He was a tile and stonemason. Mason. It's not easy on your body. Um, and then he had the daily struggles of, of dealing with asshole customers and having to manage the finances. And he was the sole income provider for our home. And so there was the, that stress of how are we going to eat and book jobs and, you know, all of that. Right. So, but My dad had a hard time, I think, compartmentalizing all that. You know, he took his work home with him a lot. Um, and I think he things festered right for a while. Um, and so you could tell he might be chilling there, sitting there on the couch, having a beer, watching TV. And he looks like he's in a good mood, but you're not really sure. And you know, you want to know if you can play video games for an extra half hour or if you could call your friend and use the phone or whatever the case was, but you were afraid to ask because you didn't know if it was going to be like, yeah, man, no problem. Or if it was going to be like, it's 830, what do you, you know, it's time for bed. What do you do? You know, you didn't want to get that reaction. So you just didn't Correct. go at all. And not ragging on on my dad, but sometimes that's just how it was. And I think that for a lot of families, it's that way in general, like you don't know what version of your parents you are going to get in what moment. And so maybe kids are just nowadays or, or just I mean, not even nowadays, just afraid to go with their to their parents for certain things. And, and then think about it as a 10 year old, like the idea of suicide as a 10 year old or 12 year old, like I can't even comprehend the fact that a 12 year old could comprehend that. Right. So imagine how that kid might feel bringing that up to their family. Like I know in our era of growing up, if I was 10 and I went to my dad or my mom and said, I'm thinking about hurting myself, I don't know how serious they would take me. Like, yeah, it would kind of be like, it'd be like you're 10. What do you know about that? Like, cause I think about it, like if Johnny came, to, well, I mean, it's, it's different because I'm educated about it now. It's, it's, it's more not saying my parents weren't educated, I'm just saying that it's more of a thing now than it was then. So I think if my 10 year old came to me now and said, Hey, this is what's going on. And, you know, I would be listening for sure. But I would also, I'm also aware. I I'm an. I feel like I'm an aware parent. I, I make an effort to be aware of these things because of the society we live in now. Right. right. So I have conversations with my kids. I talk to them about their lives. I ask them questions about their day. I, I make it my business to know what's going on in school or, or, you know, um, if there are any bullies or if there's things that make them uncomfortable or what happened, or you know, not even necessarily with them, but with their friends. So I know it's different. I just feel like 20, 30 years ago, if you went to your parents and said, you know, whatever, I don't know how serious it would, it, like, you know, I just don't know how, how that conversation would go.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's that the, the word you used, educated, is a severe factor in it because there really wasn't that education around it. There wasn't that conversation around it. It wasn't as common.
0: It wasn't as common. And then kids weren't often themselves at 10 because there weren't social media cyber bullies and all that other shit.
1: Right. And I think I think the education piece of it, the the discussion around it, has very much changed the environment, changed how people respond to it, how people view it um and kind of makes that conversation easier to have and and also on the other end of it helps people be a little bit more receptive to it right because you're right i i think you go to people the generation before us or the one before that you say oh i'm thinking of hurting myself why are you going to do that, stupid? You don't want to hurt yourself, like right? Well, it, right, exactly. What then? Then, then you're walking around well, hurt, hurt all yourself.
0: Day. Hurt yourself how? Yeah, yeah. No, you're not going to do that. No, don't don't be a, don't be an asshole, you know, uh, right. or don't be ridiculous. And then, and that kid's dismissed. The parent doesn't even know they're just dis, they're dismissed or feeling dismissed. But then they are. I don't know. I I go. I have, I can't even tell you how many times I've had this conversation with my kids. You can come to me about anything, especially as the dad, right? There's just certain things like as a kid, you probably went to your mom for, and there's certain things you went to your dad or your stepdad for. Um, For me, I make it like known that it's important to me that my kids can be open about anything that they're feeling, anything they're going through any conversation they want to have Um, (laughs) so much so that last week um, picking Bella up from dance class. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And she says to me, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom before we go home. So like a 45 minute ride home. Okay, cool. Getting the baby in the car seat. Bella comes out of dance class. Screams at the top of her lungs across the parking lot. Dad!
1: What? I just went to the bathroom. And I wiped. And there was blood. I think I got my period. Jesus.
0: (laughs) Things you never want to hear your child say to you. Out loud, in a parking lot. Didn't give any fucks. But... And that might be TMI. Nobody, you know, whatever. But it's a thing, happens. It's just turned 11. Congratulations. Fuck for the next 50 years. Jesus. But um, but I was like immediately like, okay, I never thought in a million years I'd be the one to get that, right? But I was like, okay. Surprise. Nor let's normalize the fuck out of this, right? Because this is a normal thing. And she's got a mom who's a nurse, who's been open with
1: her about all, like she's known. Oh. Ladies and germs, I think we might've encountered a little technical difficulty. It's coming. And she knows what it is. She kn- Maybe. Maybe. Oh, and we're back. Oh, there it is. It's interesting.
0: Where, what's the last thing you caught? We can clap it or edit it or whatever.
1: Uh, you were talking about it, not expecting it to be you, but.
0: Oh, right. She's so, comfortable yeah. and. Yeah. So she, she, she was comfortable you know, I wasn't expecting it to be me, but now let's, you know, normalize the fuck out of it. Right. Like, Mm. um, you know, now her mother is a nurse. So this is something that she's known about. She's been prepared for it. Um, Mm. there's no, nothing to be ashamed of. It's totally normal and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's just funny because she was just totally chill about it. Like whatever she handled it amazingly. Um, and then immediately I'm thinking like, well, fuck, do you have anything on you? Like, do we got to go to the store? Do we have anything at home? Like she has stuff prepared, but we don't have anything with us. So that was interesting, but it all goes back like as weird as it was. And it wasn't uncomfortable for me. Um, it was a surprise, but in that moment, after all kind of settled in, I was so proud I don't know, you know, proud of who or what, just maybe the situation, but like that she was comfortable enough saying that to me, that it wasn't, um, I need to call mom or I need to call Emily or, um, dad, we got to get home. She wasn't buttoned up. She wasn't afraid. It was like, here's the deal. Hmm. That was cool. That was cool. And that showed me that she was comfortable, you know, um, so, I don't know. Maybe I am doing something right sometimes. What about you? Any, any, anything that you, you wish your kids would never say to you?
1: Um. God, I feel like there's. I feel like there's so much. <laughs> um, things you never want to hear your child say to you. I'm pregnant. Oh. Uh, thank God, I I have boys and don't have to hear that phrase um
0: my girlfriend's pregnant
1: oh uh, okay fair point fair <laughs> point um i, I my mean, butt itches i uh, <laughs> michael has a, a little bit of an issue with uh call it decency he, he'll just like scratch hey, burp fart yeah he'll be like hey you know what wait what it's like come on dude well that apple didn't fall too far from the tree did it no no and you can't even get mad about that shit I mean sometimes I can sometimes I I can when it's like dude location 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 (laughs) like maybe here not the best spot Right. Like maybe like not a good plan to do it here. Like when we're at home nah okay <laughs> but like hey we're at somebody's house like eh, probably not the best spot to just let one fly. Right. Right. Um, i find it awkward i guess that uh james is like has leg hair and like he's doing getting the whole voice cracking thing yeah and i mean given that i went through it like i kind of I know what that implies. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, going to say it out loud because then that's me acknowledging it. But you know, I know what comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's been in the shower for thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm aware. Don't don't really want to discuss it. Thanks. And of course, first person, Michael he's been in there forever. Shut up. You'll understand. Maybe he does.
0: Michael's not, not a fool.
1: No, he's he's an athlete.
0: He's an, he's an athlete and he's on his team. Right. And I, I think kids learn things quicker in that type of environment. I think they're exposed to different things. I don't, you know, it depends. Maybe it depends on the sport. I just think they hear more, right? They they're around the dads. The dads talk. They pick up stuff. I just think when you're involved in that level, you you are educated quicker on certain things. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has an idea.
1: He very well might. Um, I just um. No, I don't want to think about it. No, nope really just not uh and then i think about okay james just hit 12 so theoretically speaking within four years he could be discussing what um what car he wants to buy Mm. Yeah. yeah um he did, he did tell a very good joke the one day, though. Um, he said, hey, once I get my actual license, can I drive the Jeep? <laughs> no. And I went, uh, no.
0: Maybe in, a, in, a, in an airfield.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I said, there's days where I barely trust myself driving this. And I still don't want to acknowledge how old I'm going to be so no no uh no he's like well one day I'm like we'll see we'll see um but I mean thankfully there like really hasn't been anything exceptionally embarrassing that I could think of I'm sure there's something that I'm not thinking of, but uh, I'm just, there's just stuff I'm not ready for. And clearly, it's not, not something I can, I can't, I can't avoid it. Let's put it that way. Um, so, I I guess, so you, you have Bella going through that johnny uh, is johnny johnny is just kind of rolling with the punches yeah
0: john johnny's johnny he it's funny because you know he's around you know he knew he knows what he's educated about it as well um they've touched on it a little bit in school um because Mm -hmm. their school is very small um so they brought even in his grade like he's a third grader but they, they did they brought his class in and kind of explained to the boys Mm. and then they brought the girls in and explained certain things to the girls, but, but about each other. So like the boys are aware of certain things about girls and girls are aware of certain things about boys. And it's, it was very basic. Um, He's learned way more. I'm sure on Roblox. (laughs) Um, That's
1: sad, but true.
0: Yeah. But um, the fact that, he is uh you know his mother's son and there are physicians through the through the family on the, on his mother's side right um you know it's just you know he got home and bella said something and, and about getting it and he's like oh okay <laughs> he just brushed it off like all right you know and we're talking about it in the living room and you know as a as together as a family and johnny's just there playing video games whatever it was mm-hmm. funny Priorities, but um yeah it doesn't phase him he's just like whatever now he doesn't understand the whole reasoning behind it and the reproductive part of it and the cycle and just that that's what happens to girls at this age and this this is the language that is used and little by little you know but Johnny, I think, is going to be, uh, I think he's going to be late to the party when it comes to learning about a lot of that stuff. He's, he's a very innocent kid. He's going to, I, I put it this way, kids around him are going to teach him a lot. He's just going to be like, what? <laughs> like, fuck. Um, Bella, on the other hand, she is not sheltered at all. I don't know. am th- the jury's out to to see whether or not that was a good parenting tactic or not a good parenting tactic. But she has been she's had access to social media in some form or another for quite some time because she's had a phone with data. She's had an iPad. She um, now she has her own laptop and she has a regular cell phone. But access to I mean the world wide web at her fingertips. Um, plus she watches shows on Netflix and, um, she watches things that are way above her age, uh, level, but it's all things that, I don't know, it's just normal for her, you know, um, things that she might be too young by definition, you know, but I know my daughter and I know what she can handle and I know what, what's appropriate for her. And if, and and I have these conversations beforehand, with her or during when I noticed something. so, but we'll see. Um, I dated girls that knew too many things too young.
1: <laughs> no comment.
0: And I've also no dated girls that knew nothing. And I'm not even talking about on that level. I'm just, it's just socially, you know, girls that were locked in the house couldn't go out. hmm Those are the ones, though, that you had to watch out for later on because they went fucking buck wild. Um, Yeah. Hoping that my daughter is going to continue to be just pretty grounded in terms of like, you know, just whatever. Rolling with it.
1: We'll see. The the more you restrict them, the more they kind of go apeshit
0: Uh uh,
1: as soon as they're given that little bit of freedom. Yeah. Um.
0: I just don't, you know, look, I don't, I don't really believe in telling my kids no or that they can't do something because I feel like it just gives them a reason to want to do it anyway. And I'd rather know about it than not. And I'd rather them find out something through me or me explaining it to them because I know that they're going to be exposed to it at some point than them Googling it or hearing about it on a TV show or their friends or whatever. I mean, it's going to happen anyway, but um you know, Bella want to watch this TV show on Netflix, she, and I think it's a little above her age. But she's watched other shows similar to it, and I could tell her no. She's gonna fucking do it anyway because she's my daughter. All like right. I, I know what I did. I know how I did it, and so what am gonna, I'm gonna try to parent myself. That's fucking impossible. So I just roll with it, and then I explain to her, hey, look. If it gets uncomfortable or you see things that you don't know about, or
1: you are better turn it off.
0: And if you have so, a question, come to me,
1: and we'll talk. So it's funny, you, you hit on another topic, and I, I kind of want to use that to sort Let's of bring it. us home.: um, Oh, yeah, I see that. Uh, why is it so frustrating when your child is another version of you?
0: I'm going to answer that as quickly as I can because you can't do shit about it. For me, I just smile and wave. <laughs> like I, I can't do anything but tip my cap. Like what am I going to do? Yell at my daughter or yell at my kid for doing the same shit I did. And then that's hypocritical right i laugh about it girl. i mean i i go back to the whole my mom told me uh, you're gonna have a kid someday just like you you're gonna you're gonna wish you fucking didn't or you're gonna wish you didn't do that when you were a kid or you wish you didn't say that or act that way i can't tell you how many times i texted my mom be like yep sorry ma <laughs> i apologize <laughs> i now understand but like even the shit that they say or the the reactions they have to things like the, the, I see it, especially in Bella. I mean, she is me. She might look exactly like her mom, but she is me. And.
1: Like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> so James loves to, James loves to pull like little, little things like, yeah, no, I, I, I ate breakfast. It's okay. So case in point a couple of weeks ago james says oh uh, can you see i i have like a, a like a bump or something on my back um, okay let's take a look now mind you this is 8:30 at night uh-huh. can you look at my back all right fine sure let me take a look um, so I take a look and of course, there's a tick firmly implanted in his back. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, let's get it out. Get you showered and we need to go to the, the MedExpress place. So do that and they give him Uh, antibiotic that he's got to take for a couple of days first thing I said to him was just so you know the antibiotic you need to eat something before you take it I said I promise you it'll make you sick as a dog if you don't eat first okay so I said every morning I'm going to wake you up I'm going to wake you up and you need to get up and eat breakfast before you do anything Mm -hmm. okay Day one, James. Did you eat breakfast? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the uh, yeah, yeah, Nathan. Yeah, I I did. What'd you have? Uh, waffles. So if I go look in the garbage can, there's a plate. Like, I hate that I have to get to that point. Right. But I also know me, and I know. Yeah, I have to get to that point. So okay, so I start walking towards the garbage can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in the garbage can. I'm gonna look. Okay, and he's like looking at me. So now he's calling my bluff. Right, right. So now he's you're waiting. He's waiting for the.
0: He's waiting for the fucking turn here.
1: Right, right. So now you're calling my bluff. Like, what? You don't think I'm, I'm gonna do it? So now I'm gonna do it Because I know damn well that it, When that was me I'd be like no he's not gonna look He's not gonna look right. He is not going to look. So I looked wow. And I'm no like plate. No plate whatsoever Like the, the one thing I could give him Is that he never tried to pull that crap Like On the day where I just took the garbage out Right Cause that's where I would just go Really bro Really, really. I was thinking the same thing. Like, really, really. So, but that still doesn't change, like, fuck. He's, like, literally doing this shit that I would do. I can't stand it. Yeah.
0: My kids, I have this whole thing with them. Like, just don't fucking lie. Like, I don't care. I really don't care what you do. I don't want you hitting each other. You know, right. Well, don't lay a finger on each other and I don't want you to lie. So <laughs> now here's where it gets really good. It's when I know one of them fucking hit the other one and then they lie about it. And I'm like, you are triply fucked right now because I know you're fucking lying. And I know you're lying about something that you shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. So you broke both my rules. And now, you know, but like, I don't know, it doesn't happen often, but they lie about the stupidest shit. And I'm thinking back, like, well, that, that was me. I, I was a pathological liar till I was, like, fucking 15. <laughs> I lied about everything. I mean, because I, I didn't want to get in trouble, or maybe I thought it sounded better. i make up these wild stories, and I thought that it, was, it made sense. i overtell it, and, yeah, it's just, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, brushing your teeth. Uh, for whatever reason, sometimes Johnny just doesn't want to brush his teeth. He'll be in there and out of there. In like ten seconds, I'm like, bro, did you brush your teeth? Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. All right, come here. Let me smell your breath. Uh, okay, I didn't. (laughs) Like, Like you're gonna, you really like? Come on, you know, stupid shit. But like, why, why lie about it? Like, just to go brush your teeth. Did you, did you do it, or did you not? I don't know. I think it's and, just in our nature, you know, just to, the instinct is like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble, but I always tell them you're not going to get in trouble. Just be honest, try and teach them that from a young age, because it took me a long time to realize that as much trouble as you think you're going to get in, it's just easier to fucking tell the truth because if nothing else, you don't have to live with having to remember that you lied about something and then having that surface later.
1: And and what did you really accomplish? Just fucking own it. What did you really do? Right.
0: Just own it. Be a man, own it, or a woman, or whatever. And just and just own it because there's more respect than that down the road anyway. If you just accountability. Let's try to teach that to them at a young age too. You know, just tell me what you did. I don't want you to yell at me. I'm not gonna yell at you if you just tell me what you did. Just be honest with me. I'm not going to yell. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm straight up telling you. I'm not going to be mad. I might be disappointed at something that you might have did, or if it's not a good thing. Yeah, I might be mad at that, but I'm not going to flip the fuck out. Just tell me. And then they get to a point where it's like, they still don't tell me. Then I start getting mad. I'm like, now you're fucking pissing me off. And then that's why they, and then they they are afraid to come to me for certain things. I'm like, well, if you didn't push my every fucking limit and just yeah. listen to what I said from the beginning,
1: and the more you bullshit me, the madder I'm gonna get. Like, if you would just, <laughs> just fucking. And again, I I can't like.
0: Do you do you ever get the whole like what happened? I don't remember. Like it just fucking happened. Yeah, someone's Five crying. Ago. Yeah, someone's crying or somebody this or that. What 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 would you do? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't remember. What
1: the fuck do you mean? I don't remember. You just. Just fucking happened. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't remember what. Like you're you're really you're standing by this. Yeah, I don't I don't remember.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, it's frustrating, but it's it's frustrating because you know they're us. Can't get mad at yourself, but I also don't want to be like, you know, like those commercials was like you don't want to become your parents or whatever but like
1: oh uh, no. but it's so
0: true like you know you heard it when you're a kid uh you know when i was your age you think you think i was born yesterday <laughs> yeah uh, I, was I was born at night but i wasn't but i wasn't born last night you know I oh did yeah work on that got the t-shirt i did everything that you did and worse so whatever you think you you know what i mean
1: yeah That's so and fucking true like i like go ahead t- test me yeah and whatever whatever i haven't done or whatever i didn't get away with just know that your mother got away with it so between the two of us we have all those bases covered right like we know full and well what you're doing and not for nothing not,
0: did we not have friends
1: did we not yeah. you know what i mean like God, the stories. I'm not trying to get away with anything. Okay. Whatever you say.
0: As you get older, it's not knowledge. It's wisdom. And that's fucking true to a T.
1: That's very wise. Well. Yes, sir. Sir. uh, One of the downsides of all this wisdom is just the sheer volume of age Mm. um so i think i'm going to bookmark for this evening excuse me because we old uh, yeah um i still feel like we have more on these topics that we can delve into
0: for sure Um, we can we can cut back into it when we get our third counterpart back and uh and get his take and get a fresh
1: would love to to hear his input on it um uh in the interim Ladies and germs, please swing by at fourth wall pop. Um, quick side tangent before I disappear. Another uh, another thing of getting old and being with a significant other is pulling hairs out of your clothing that oh, are very clearly not the length of your own hair. Anywho, um Stop on over to 4th Wall Pop Network on social media at 4th Wall Pop. Um, drop, us a, drop us a DM at Smoke and Jay's podcast. Let us know. Uh, maybe there's something you really want to hear our take on. Maybe there's something you really would love for us to talk about. Well, then, by all means, please share. Um, also, check out uh, the other lovely shows on the 4th Wall Pop Network, including including a very brand new show. Very brand new, so fresh, so crispy. Um, The music that saved me. Stop by, check it out. Um, And more to come, more content, more shows coming. We are always working on something new. Until then, um, just Jared, Johnny G, signing off for the evening. We will catch you. Next time. Please.